0: With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands Everyone asked this question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've only talked about it one time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I told you before we started the show, I didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I want everyone to know. I, I was like, yo, that, that's my girl. I love her. And I was like, yo, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about something else. But then you was like, no, I want to talk about it. I
2: said, I don't mind. Okay. Because okay. it's a subject.
0: What's happening? No captain. We're AO about to get a plate. Go pull up to the table. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table. It's Monday. It's a special, special. If I could sing like this, young lady, I would sing how special this Monday is. But you guys already know we keep it real, relevant, and relatable here every single Monday. Uh, And I'm so excited because we're going to get straight into it. You know, I don't want to add no fluff. You guys know what it is when you're dealing with me on Mondays here at the table. Uh, but I have uh, one of my favorite vocalists, one of my favorite singers, one of my mother's favorite. She told me how to say it on this show. One of my mother's favorite uh, singers um, in the building today. Her name is, you all know her, Chrisette Michelle. She calls herself Chrissy. Uh, but um, she's been through a lot over the last uh, few years. And I've been praying for her, um, I've been watching her journey, and uh, y'all just reached out to her, you know, and we jumped on the phone call, said, yo, let's get to know each other, and I want you to get, come on the show, share your story, share your journey, because she's going to definitely encourage you all today. So before we jump into this show, before we jump into this conversation, I need y'all to do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, and share this video, because I don't have my laptop in here. I don't have my iPad in here. I don't have any notes. I don't have anything specific uh, because I just want um, Chrisette just to be herself and just us to have a heart-to-heart conversation. Um, And I believe it's going to bless you and not just you, but everyone listening, everyone watching. So share this and let's get straight into this conversation. Um, Chrisette.
2: Hi. What's up? Thanks for having me
0: here. Oh, no, 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 dude. Thank you for coming. You came all the way from, I don't want to say where you live, but you came all the way from where you live to be here in the beautiful city of Nashville with me. It's my honor. So let's start from who is Chrisette. Mm -hmm. Before we get into the other stuff, who are you?
2: A saxophone playing.
0: Wait, wait, wait. You play the saxophone for real, for real?
2: Not for real, for real, just kind of <laughs> like, just just kind of for real. Okay. Do you know? The way you learn how to play in school. Yeah. It's one of the things where you watch the Blues Brothers with your dad and you're like, Daddy, I want one of those. Yeah. Um, girl Scout, cookie making, yeah. grass braiding, um, arts and crafts nerd, Yeah. still shops at Hobby Lobby, girl. Um, from the countryside of New York City, so right on the cusp of New York City is where I grew up, mm. um, in a house with a pool and lots of... Kids running around. Mm. That's who I am. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, What is... What do you think... A lot of people follow you. You know, Mm -hmm. you're a celebrity. Well known. Um, But what is one thing people do not know about you?
2: How much I love to talk. How much I love to... You love to
0: talk, but you just said you were shy. I'm
2: very shy. I'm very shy. So you don't love to talk. I love... (laughs) <laughs> Philosophy and philosophers. I That's love true. thought. Yeah. I love the inside of the human mind. I love how the mind works. Yeah. yeah. And I love to see how we can master it. Uh. I love to see how we can use it. Um, and I'm not afraid to create ideas instructions. Yeah. And go back and forth with people to see what works best. I'm a teacher at heart. Yeah. So I don't think people know that.
0: They don't know that. Yeah. But they know that you are a R&B singer. Mm-hmm. And when you and I were talking on the phone, you actually said um, something about r Do you enjoy R&B music?
2: Never listened to it. <laughs> I mean, it was just not a me. part of my life. What? You, I played the saxophone. Right, right, so right. So we're finding our way to Charlie Parker and Art Blakey and Bix Biederbeck yeah, yeah. and Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughn. Yeah. Um, by the time I made my way to r music, I was writing a song thinking about how I could best impersonate Mary J. Blige and, and Anita Baker. So, you real? know, it's like, what do I do to pull this off? Yeah. Um. There's this episode on South Park where the black kid walks down to his basement and he finds a bass guitar. And they're like, bro, you can totally play this. And he's like, bro, I've <laughs> never played a bass guitar. That's what happened to me when I got signed. They were like, you can totally- Do this. <laughs> sing this. Yeah. I get in the studio. Grammy-nominated, first song I wrote, first song I sang, so I was like, maybe.
0: Maybe r and the move? <laughs> maybe
2: r and the move. Wow. Um, and it was fun in the beginning.
0: So you've been doing that for what? How long now?
2: 15 years. 15 years. That's a long time. It
0: really is. Yeah. And you're still in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a heart for the Lord. Do, do you? What's your thought on gospel music?
2: I don't have too many thoughts about gospel music, but I do hear all the opinions that circulate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Gospel people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are people trying to lyricize how they live their life. I don't think it's, you know, something that we get to be so judgmental about. Yeah. You know, they're just writing in their language. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so now we know a little bit about you. Let's just, you know, everyone watching right now, they're, they're, they, they, everyone has this question.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You've only talked about it one time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I told you before we started the show I didn't want to talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I, I want everyone to know I, I was like, "Yo, that that's my girl, I love her." And I was like, "Yo, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about something else." But then you was like, "No, I want to talk about." it.
2: I said, "I don't mind." Okay, because okay. it's a subject. It is. You know.
0: It is. It is.
2: And I'm still here, alive. You are. I didn't have to make it. And killing it. By the grace of God.
0: Yes. So, what was it four or five years ago? Mm-hmm. You had what some would say is one of the greatest opportunities in the world.
2: Yikes.
0: Um, to go and um, sing for the President of the United States at that time, Donald Trump, um, at his, what do you call it?
2: Inauguration. Oh, yeah. Inaugural ball.
0: Inaugural ball. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you accepted, not only you. Mm-hmm. But another good friend of mine, Travis Green, Uh accepted it. Um, And there's a lot of celebrities who actually worked with uh, the president. Um, And unfortunately, you were, maybe you and someone else, but you were one of the main ones that, unfortunately, uh, the culture canceled. Uh I I just got to ask this question. How did you feel during that time? Uh And how do you feel now?
2: Wow, a uh, feel. So at that time, I, I had run out of feelings already. Okay. I was in the industry for about 10 years. Yeah. And so I had to numb a lot of my feelings and emotions. Yeah. Um, what happened after that or during that time was I got reintroduced to my feelings. Mm. Um I got to feel um, all the feelings I had ignored over the last 10 years. My therapist told me that if you ignore one feeling, Mm -hmm. then all of them take a hike. Mm -hmm. So I was so pushed to feel in that time that I finally found all of my feelings out of nowhere. And when I found those feelings, I began to realize how fearful I can be, Mm -hmm. especially as a celebrity. Mm -hmm. um, Responsible or pressure I can feel, uh, always wanting to answer things. Um, and so I felt embarrassed mm. that I had answered the question incorrectly. Mm. It was it was it was mortifying wow. because calling up Jonathan McReynolds, Tiger Bett, and Travis Green yeah. and saying, hey guys, let's recreate that thing we did for that gospel channel all those months ago.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? And being like we can make people feel better, yeah. right? Because the world is in an uproar right now. It was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> That's embarrassing. But why,
0: I think for me, why, why was that the wrong thing to do?
2: Because of how it turned out. Sometimes yeah. things aren't wrong in the moment. Right, right. In the right, moment yeah. you're like, oh, this is gonna be good. You just don't know it yet. Right, right, Brush your teeth, you just don't know why, Cindy. You tell your kids to do stuff, they don't know why it's good yet. I thought, just give it a minute, we're gonna talk about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus saves. Yeah. And so if we bring that to this moment, It's going to fix something. Somebody's going to feel better. They didn't. Wow. And I have to know that. Yeah. I can't decide that they did when they didn't. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it wasn't good, because it didn't work.
1: Mm.
2: It didn't work. And so I had to take a second look at my culture. I had to take a second look at my people. I had to take a second look at who had been supporting me for so many years and why they said, Chrissy, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because just because in my own self-righteousness, I thought something was going to work. Yeah. If I was wrong, I need to figure out where was I in my mind wow. that, that that made me think that just because I say Jesus saves, everybody's going to be all right. How many times has somebody told you, come to church, and you ended up being hurt? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I contributed to a kind of church hurt. So... Mm. I have to own that yeah and not do it again yeah, yeah, yeah holy smokes
0: yeah that yeah 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 so during those four years I mean because it was a long journey how, yeah. how was your process during those four years because you kind of did disappear a little bit
1: mm.
0: and um what was going through your head and, and the reason why I'm asking these questions is because there's there's somebody out there who's experiencing something similar just not on your level yeah. You know, embarrassed, church hurt, mm-hmm. um, uh, done wrong before. And I just want to just know, like, I want them to understand, okay, we've all been there. But I want to just get like, how are you feeling during that time? And then, honestly, since we've been talking, like, you are, like, you, I can tell you're healed. Mm-hmm. How, how do we become healed after we're hurt by people?
2: Yeah, and I think life is a constant journey of healing. But Come on now. I was never that famous. I'm about sick of people acting like I was some huge superstar who fell from glory. I was a regular everyday soul singer. Are you really going to say that? I'm going to. Are you really going to say my that? My first album sold 23,000 copies. My number one was the lowest selling be, number one album of all time. Just because it didn't sell a lot doesn't mean we, we're not... We, well, we have to deal with reality if we're <laughs> going to talk about my experience. <laughs> I wasn't that big of a deal. You the, was! I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. People were calling me underrated. My shows are at cool, intimate, small venues. I'm a soul artist. But okay.
0: some of the best artists are those no, artists. I, did, I
2: didn't say I wasn't talented.
0: Oh, I was about to say. Don't play no, yourself I didn't, I didn't say I wasn't you talented. You can't come under the I said
2: I wasn't a huge superstar. I got you. Right? So the, the, the falling had to be a climb first. I had to wrap my mind around who mm. people thought they were talking about. Mm. I was being treated like some big, huge mogul who did some big, huge thing. Yeah, yeah. I was a very small artist who did some big, huge thing. Yeah, yeah. I, too, was like, why'd you do that, Chrisette? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Chrisette! Chrisette. <laughs> and I had to find her. Right,
0: right, I got I had you.
2: to find who people thought they were talking to because most of them weren't talking to the artist whose music they bought. Wow. Most of those people were talking to a black woman who made a bad decision, whose music they'd never listened to. Wow. So I had to first figure out how to respond to my fans. Mm. The people who did buy music, the people who did have a vested interest, And the crazy thing about my fans was they stayed in the comments section and kept talking. Mm -hmm. They kept streaming music. As a matter of fact, my streaming began to do better than it had ever done. Mm -hmm. I gained a million followers on Facebook at that time because people wanted to talk to me and understand what the heck did you just do. Right, right, right. And then there was this other hateful sound who I also had to address. Wow. And I didn't know how to address that sound. Wow. And that's why I had to go away for a second. Gotcha. Because I wanted to understand that sound too. Yeah. I didn't want that sound to make me bitter. Yeah. And make me leave forever. Yeah. So I figured if I could just get really quiet and get really observant, I could understand a whole new audience that I never knew. Yeah. Do you know? So that was the beginning of it is who are these people? Who am I? And who do they think I am?
0: Yeah. Do you think you were your authentic self back then?
2: Yeah. Um, but I was
0: my authentic, evolving self. <laughs> authentic, evolving self. You know. Self. I like that. I-, I like that. One of the things that I've learned, and that I focus on, is teaching people how to be their authentic selves
1: mm-hmm.
0: everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the opportunity to be on both sides of the world. Um, my people who look like me and people who don't look like me. And on both sides, I've I eventually became what I think they wanted me to be mm-hmm. rather than being my authentic self.
2: Okay. I always wanted to be a gospel singer. I never got that opportunity. That moment. For Yes. Yeah, that moment, my ego was on stage as a gospel artist. So when we talk about authenticity, the ugly part of me was the part of me that didn't feel like she was enough. Wow. Like she wasn't christian enough she wasn't good enough and so if i stand by my brother Ch- travis green and we sing about god yeah maybe i can finally be this christian i've wanted to be for all this time that's a deep dark secret yeah, yeah, yeah. ain't nobody saying that <laughs> you know what i'm saying but if we're talking about authenticity a part of me was had a low self-esteem because i didn't feel like i was the best r&b singer i felt like i was yeah
0: but don't stay right there mm-hmm. because i want people to hear this Chrisette Michelle just said, "You were still a name,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you were you still had low self esteem."
2: Yeah, my friend Jonathan McReynolds told me the other day. He said, "There's two types of senses of self. There's the sense of self that knows who you are as a person, yeah. and there's the sense of self that's confident enough to do what you're being asked to do." Mm-hmm. I'm very confident at being an R&B singer. I know I can pull that off, yeah. right? But there's a part of me that's a worshiper. There's a part of me that's been a worshiper since I was a kid, a worship leader, mm. the, the the director of the gospel choir in college. That part of me has never been seen. Yeah. And I remember every year before we would come out with the next album, I would say, well, can it be gospel? Can it at least be inspirational? And it wasn't a hard no. It was a you can try it if you want to, but we're not going to put it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know
1: yeah,
2: what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, when when you're, running from the opportunity that you actually have, you can sabotage your destiny when another opportunity comes along for you mm. to be what you're lusting after. Yeah. And I, I always had this lust for being the most holy, you know, the most good one. Yeah. And I think... um, I think that a part of my journey... Um, And maybe this moment won't be where I express it fully, but is like God puts everybody somewhere to be a light somewhere. Mm. And we can't be so upset with where he's put us Mm -hmm. that we that we try and stand where we think will be what we're lusting after. Mm. Like. We don't. What if you already read every book in the library? Why are you going to college so you can be the first one in your family with a degree? You know, like at at what point do you just do what you've been given? Well, ooh, and that moment was the moment where I realized, Chris, that either you do this thing that God gave you, or you make something else up. But if you make something else up, you're gonna keep falling. Do you know. So redesigning my life has been a journey of what if? What? What is God giving me? that I've not been a good steward of, you know? (laughs) Yo, what's going on, fam? Hey, do
0: yourself a favor and take out your cell phones right now and text the word TABLE to 615-930-3431. That's right. I am giving you a private and exclusive number directly to myself and my entire team. We are dedicated to helping you reach all of your goals, especially your goals around your net worth, your net worth, and growing your number one business, your number one asset in that your mind. So what I'm going to be doing weekly and sometimes daily, I'm going to be texting you encouraging text messages, behind the scene footage, some special messages from some of my special guests that will be on the table and also free and early access to some products and some tools and some resources that I have coming out here soon. So do yourself a favor right now. Take out the phones and text the word TABLE to 615-930-3431. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. You already know I approve this message. Yo, we just now tuned in. Man, listen, welcome, welcome back. Uh, yo, you're at the table. Um, and I am really, really pumped about uh, who's at the table with me today my good friend, uh, Chrisette Michelle. Um, Before we get back into today's conversation, I wanna remind you all uh, where I park my emergency fund. All right, you guys, Um, I park your prize pool. Okay. Don't forget that the average bank account gives you about 0.06% um, on interest on your savings account. Well, prize pool is going to give you 0.30%. That's 7.5 times higher than the average bank account out there, right? And what I love about that is prize pool didn't start, stop from right there. They also say, you know, we're going to give you 0.30%, but then every single month, we're going to do some grand prizes with like $10,000, $5,000, you name it. All you gotta do is just park your emergency fund there. And I was just like, I absolutely love it. You guys know how I roll. Once you get out of debt, and I want you to have a fully funded emergency fund. So this way, uh, you can be prepared for when a storm comes, because storms do come. My mama always said, like, hey, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And I want you to be prepared. So I parked my emergency fund at Prize Pool. I'm going to drop their information in the show description. Please go check them out. It's free. Just move your money over there. Get more money on your uh, interests. And don't forget, we don't save to gain a lot of investment, okay? I want you to go in ahead and save, have your cash liquid. But while it's sitting there, get a little bit more money on the interest. So check it out in the show description below. But let's get back to the show because Chrisette is in here dropping uh, just some wisdom with her soft voice. Y'all see how she gets soft? Yes. And then she just come, yeah, I, that, that's me. <laughs> and so I love this conversation. And all right, so... Um, Chris said, I I I love how you're keeping it very real. Like you're 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 taking us on a journey right now, right? So how do we as a people, mm-hmm. right? How do we begin the healing process?
2: We begin the healing process by laying ourselves out in front of us and taking a look at it. A lot of us that means that we need to go to therapy mm. and sit with somebody who it's safe for us to lay ourselves out in front of. Yeah. Because if we don't lay ourselves out. The altar, we can do that. We can do that through meditation. There's some place where we can lay ourselves out that are safe. If we don't do that, then we can't become good stewards of mm. ourselves. Mm. And that's what I was lacking was good stewardship. Come on now. Of what I've been given, whether that's my voice, my culture. Okay. How many times do we see a, a community that we've been given and we, and we don't steward it properly? <sighs> And then we, we wonder why there's there's so much backlash and, and backbiting. So I know for sure that I was an awful steward of my culture. And the culture gave itself to me. Hip-hop gave itself to me. One hip-hop hook after the next. I didn't ask for any of those features. And it, every major hip-hop feature came from favor. Mm. And that culture came to me. and And when it came... I didn't look at it as if it was mine. Mm, mm. So, we got to lay ourselves out on the table and take a look at what we've been given.
1: Mm.
2: And then we have to have to uh, be be brave enough to apologize here. Mm-hmm mend this, mm-hmm. read more about that, mm-hmm. do some research. Yeah, yeah. And it's embarrassing because it's who we are. So yeah, we're supposed yeah. to know ourselves. Right. We're supposed to know what we've been given. People are calling you R&B singer or uh, author. And you mean to tell me I gotta go back and study how to write this kind of a book? Come on. Um, it's about stewardship. So I think healing comes from steward. looking at ourselves and being a, stu- a better steward. Of what we
0: have. Yeah. Right. Look, cassette, cassette, cassette. I'm trying not. I just, I got you on the show today. I told my by, <laughs> by, by people I'm not going to do any teaching today. I'm just going to. Oh, please. I ask love a good the, lesson. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Okay. Because we're going to be here for two, three hours. <laughs> okay. okay. But you know, it's so funny you said stewardship mm-hmm. because. And some people get upset when I say this, right? But I believe that God has put me on this earth uh, to. Marry a Black woman, mm-hmm. to have Black kids, to steward my culture my culture well. Oh, wow. I believe that God wants to use my family for an example on, hey, you can be Black, not a celebrity,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not an athlete, uh, but be wealthy, have freedom, have options, leave an inheritance for your children's children. Don't have any debt. Mm-hmm. And I think that oftentimes— I even feel like, am I stewarding my culture well?
1: What?
0: Because it's like, I'm gonna be real. It's like, when I'm with my my you know um, my white family, my my man, I get attacked from black people. and <laughs> I'm with black people, sometimes I get attacked from the white people. And I was telling that to my uh, my friend and mentor Dave Ramsey that man, it, there's no. There's no side, but I feel on the inside of me, God has called me to all, but there is a special part of me that I feel as if I am called to minorities. I am called to show them, hey, We can be wealthy. We can uh, have options. We can have freedom. We can wake up and not be bound by debt, not be in bondage, get our kids into college without debt. Uh, We can uh, get married without debt and take our wives and our spouses wherever we want. We can uh, be young, be hip, be cool, be wealthy without having to do what the culture, do what the world is saying. And so for me, I just I just I get hit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, okay, wait, God, am I right? Right. Am I wrong? Right. So when you said that, I'm like, I feel you. Like, I understand you because it's like, I just want to be that example. And I want to steward this opportunity well. And I wake up every single day to teach people how to live their authentic lives and they get into the space and place where God intended them to be because when we can get in that space mm. and that place that's where we can experience the freedom the peace the joy yeah. you know the wealth everything God intended for us to have and I believe if I can be that I'm going to say it on my show that black man mm. for the black community and all community but for my black people I can help somebody
2: I'm so proud of you the part about Space and places were really through me. Mm. Because when the hailing was done.
0: <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, wait, wait.
2: And I had to finish looking at all of the pieces and decided and listened to how I would steward them. And uh, some of them still figuring out. I was immediately sent somewhere. Immediately. And I said, You gotta be kidding me. Mm. Right? And I could see the spirit of the place. Mm. I could see the types of people in the place. And I, and I said, Well, how am I gonna talk to these people? <laughs> And i was just like, well, you are these people, <laughs> right? So um, I'm working on a book. It's called The Red Tape. And it's about all of the barriers that come between us and communicating with us. Okay, okay. Um, whether those boundaries be because of the powers at the top, yeah, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they are us. Are we our own red tape sometimes? So there's a chapter about um, us being our own red tape, but I'm excited because healing happened Mm -hmm. and action is occurring. And I think God honors you healing, listening, and and taking action. So it might be a little scary, but I'm ready. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. And this is coming out. What I think you told me, January maybe I something think the
2: like that. The year, yeah, yeah
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. This is this is going to be a good book. Yo, when we was on the phone, you, you, we we were we were we had the show on the phone. I wish we could have just recorded that phone call mm-hmm. uh, because that was epic. But we were talking. I can't remember, but let's go there because I want people to remember this one because we were talking about how good everyone talks about how good God
1: is, mm-hmm.
0: but not how good. They are.
2: Yeah. You almost started saying it, right? Yes. It's like, am I allowed to say that? I
0: know. He's <laughs> like, are we allowed to say that? Mm-hmm. Everyone says, God is good. God is good. Mm-hmm. But is Anthony good?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is Corset good? I-, I remember when Snoop Dogg, he went viral. He said, I want to thank me.
2: <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. It was good.
0: You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> I, I want to love me. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people... I understand why we reverence God, let's be real. God is Oh, still. absolutely. I, I don't want to take that away from him. But why is it fearful to talk about or or not just fearful? But are we good?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do we do good things?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think some I think sometimes not. I I don't.
2: I think we're afraid to command ourselves. And and we have to command ourselves into goodness. We mm. have to take God's good words mm-hmm. and orchestrate those words with our physical being. Yeah. And so the goodness that we become makes manifest the kingdom.
1: Yeah.
2: So we have to be good.
1: Yeah.
2: Otherwise we can't do what God says. Right? So I I I was made specifically to to manifest what God says, come on, and and so I have to I have to call myself, yeah, what God calls me, come on, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, so that that's why I stopped um, blaming everything on God, <laughs> right? It's like, oh man, I can't believe. Well, why can't you? Did you make? Did you make up your bed this month? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel like it. Well, I didn't feel like it. Ah, uh, is it's, it's it's, a, a lack of commanding. Come on, it's a lack of commanding.
0: So some of us are just lazy. That's what you're saying.
2: Some of us don't know that we will listen. We don't know we'll listen. Ah. So the challenge is, what do you want to say to yourself? Let's start there. Ah. What do I want, I wanted to say to myself, I am not depressed. I, I just, I just wanted to do that. I probably was depressed, but I—I <laughs> I, I started where I wanted. I want to say that I'm happy, right? Let me just start there. Right now, let me see what happens if I look at Mervyns. I'm happy. Whatever. Your body. Starts coming up with things. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You, you start coming. You start. You paint the wall pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy new, 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 new shampoo, new uh, stuff for the bathtub. It's, you start manifesting these things, and if you listen, if you can get quiet enough. One of the chapters in the red tape is about prayer and meditation. Okay. You can get quiet enough to just. Sit underneath the presence of God. Make make him comfortable. See how you just light a candle. I know what you got to do to make God comfortable. In your exactly. house, yeah, my yeah. house, I light a candle.
0: You light a candle. I light a candle. I cut off all the lights. Cut
2: off all the lights. Did you do something? Yes. Joyce Meyer talks about that in one of our books. Yeah. But <clears throat> how can you get him comfortable enough to come and hang out with you? Wow. Right? And you listen. How co- I'm having this desire to be happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to instruct myself on how to do it. Yeah. Can you give me the words to tell my body mm. to manifest this happiness? It took me years for some things, mm. years of certain prayers. God, I, I just don't know what to tell myself. Mm. I want to lose weight, but my body is just not, it's not. Finally, I heard somebody say, don't eat. I said, oh, there it is. <laughs> 20 pounds, gone.
0: Uh, you listen. That- You'll listen. But you got to say it. You got to yeah.
2: do it. Yeah, you got to be brave. You got to be brave. I always joke and I say, um, the, the number one reason why people don't got the Holy Ghost is because they're afraid of ghosts. They afraid that they're going to be listening to something that they can't see. It'll tell you what to do. But
0: you can't see it. You
2: just can't see it? <laughs> don't be afraid of ghosts.
1: Yo.
0: Chrisette, you talking about you nervous? Yo, you spitting this fire I right told now. I like to talk. I'm just the camera. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yo so what's what else is in this book? I mean, because I can tell you've been on a journey, God has worked through you and in you, and it's coming out of you right now. what's in this book? what else is in this book because I'm telling you right now I, i'm gonna get it. Pastor, i want I want an advanced copy
2: thank you thank you I'll send you your manuscript um it's full. One of the main things though is about. How I'm from New York.
0: Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And in New York, they say New Yorkers are mean, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, after the everything happened with the inauguration debacle, mm-hmm. I said, I want to really get to know um, the part of Black America that I wasn't around growing up.
0: What, I, what as, was that?
2: So, as a New Yorker, I was around New Yorker, right, right, right. Black America. I, I never was around in the same vicinity as. Southern Americans. I didn't grow up in Atlanta. Mm. I didn't grow up in the South.
0: That's all I know.
2: That's all you know. Right, right. And so there was a, a disconnect in the language between the North and the South. Yeah. And I wanted to get in the middle of it and, and hear it. Yeah. Because people were telling me that I was hated by this 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 place called Black Twitter. I had to go find Black Twitter. I said, I'm from New York. <laughs> Black Twitter, where you at? <laughs> Where you at?
0: <laughs> you confronting it like what's good? I had good? to
2: confront it. Now, I didn't use words. I just used my observation. Yeah, 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 got a penthouse and looked at it from up here first. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Then yeah, I got, yeah. And
2: I got down. I went started going to the church. Started I went to church and then I got down a little. bit. I started going to, to 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 the to the studio.
1: Yeah.
2: And little by little, I began to uh, become familiarized with just another part of America that I didn't you live didn't in. We don't cut anybody any grace or slack for not understanding each other. Mm. We're so mean if one person doesn't understand what we said. Yeah. And just because I'm from New York and you're from the South doesn't mean that we can't communicate. That's true. But you can't be mean to me if I don't understand at first. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, let me stop being a baby about it. Let Mm. me just get right in there. And I wanted to cut through the red tape in my life between the North and the South. Mm-hmm. So there's a chapter in the book about that experience. Um, and the beginning of that chapter talks about me getting into an elevator in Atlanta. And I'm with my assistant who is from uh, just around Savannah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, man, I wish people in the elevator would say hello. So in comes a girl, I say, hello. And I look at my assistant cause she doesn't say hello. I said, see, that's what I mean. So the lady in the elevator hits the button. She goes, "Where are you from?" I said, "New York." She goes, "New York is a mean." <laughs> I was like, ah. "So that's how, the, that's how the, that chapter opens, and it, and it moves into learning how to say hello and it Yo, we're into-
0: we gonna need this book. We're gonna need this book. Yeah. Uh, before we go, man, because we can talk all day long. I mean, you got you have a wealth of knowledge. Uh, What are you working on right now? I know you just did something with Nick Cannon.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, we did a movie. Y'all did a movie. Yes, I got the lead role. Um, in his movie, Miracles of 125th Street.
0: When does that come out? So it's like a Christmas movie.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a Christmas time movie. Wow. Uh, so much thinking fun. Um, a lot of uh, awesome hip hop artists and actors in it. So you've got Little Kim and Jim Jones. Oh, man. And then you've got Lunell. you've got Kara Sheard, you have Karen uh, Clark. Uh, so it's just a really, really fun family of people. That's uh, Fred okay. Hammond was in there. Fred Hammond. Tiana Taylor. It's oh. a really, really fun movie. Um, and then I'm working on some music. Oh, my goodness. Okay,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. R&B or gospel or so, jazz?
2: So it's American.
0: Uh, what? Wait, what?
2: hmm Right. <coughs> right. You see what I'm
0: saying? What's American?
2: So American music um, is music that stays specific to a, a, a certain amount of chord structures. Okay. It's very singable, uh, very obvious. The melodies are obvious. Everybody can get into it.
0: So even, like, people I like mean, who can't sing, we can get into it.
2: Yeah. It's, it's the it's the clap your hands, everybody uh. kind of music. Um, I figured if I was going to sing again, since I've met all these different people now, yeah, yeah. and I've kind of cut as much red tape as I can yeah. um, outside of the media space, which I'd love your advice there, Yeah. Um, Let's see if I can put some songs together that everybody can sing. Everyone can write with. So the first song is called Traitor. And um, obviously it's kind of a play on words.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but it just talks about how I loved you so much. Yeah. And um, and you cut me. Mm. You, you cut me. I want to forgive you. Is it okay?
1: hmm Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: I, can I forgive you? Because mm. if I forgive you, I'm gonna love you again. You know, that's who I am as a person. I, it's like good? Uh. That's what I wanna say to my people. Guys, we, can we can we can I, can I come to the barbecue, please? Oh man. You know? Um. New so, album. New album. New movie. New movie.
0: God is doing new things. Yeah. Good things.
2: Yeah, he's good.
0: And um, there was something else. You promote a lot on your IG clothes.
2: Mm-hmm. You have a fashion line? I have a boutique, an online boutique. Okay. okay. I had a brick and mortar boutique in New York before the pandemic. Okay. Um, and we stopped. And then we started back up online. So it's called Moody.
0: Moody. Yes. I remember that. I was like, like, yo, she's been modeling a lot of these dresses. Mm -hmm. So that's what's up. So what kind of dresses for my people? Because I want y'all to go support. I want y'all, we're going to drop this uh, in the show description. What can they get Moody by
2: Chrisette Michelle. First of all, I'm a big advocate for mental health. So Moody is a play on, yeah, it's a play on just moodiness. Yeah. Um, And that's owning the fact that. How much time I
0: got? <laughs> okay, I got a little bit of time. Yeah. We'll come back to Moody. Let's talk about mental health for black people. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we struggle with accepting a therapy? I, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I struggle with accepting it. When I, I was engaged mm-hmm. um, now about seven years ago, yeah, about six, seven years ago. And as soon as I got out of my engagement, I ain't going to I'm not going to lie. I was, if I concur to my show, I was effed up. Mm. And I jumped right into another situation, started dating, started dating. And then I just say, you know what? I'm not healthy mm. mentally. Like, I'm healthy, but I need I need help. I need to process this.
1: Yeah.
0: And I literally, because right when me and my ex-fiance broke up, I had just transitioned into a new season of my life. Um, and I'm around no one, no family, no friends, uh, 93. 5% of people didn't look like me, didn't understand some of the things that from from my culture, our culture, that I loved. And then I just broke up with the only person that understood me.
2: Mm.
0: And so and You I felt was, like
2: she understood you even when you guys parted ways?
0: No. Okay. Because I, I learned that she didn't. Gotcha. But at the time, I felt like she did. I
2: understand.
0: And so when, when we parted ways, I was like, yo, that's my whole world. I'm in a brand new city, no family, um no friends that really understand me. Um you know, I'm having to play both sides of the world. Like I'm giving everyone different parts of me, but I never really gave myself me.
1: Yeah.
0: And I said I need help. Yeah. And one of my mentors um said you you need to go see a therapist. And it was a it was a spiritual mentor. He said, "Hey, I can do all the prayer for you, but boy, you need to go see a mental um someone help you with your thought process and why you're thinking the way you're thinking because you are going through a lot
1: Yeah.
0: and I was like I'm not going to go see a therapist Mm. I'm not sick I'm good I'm just I'm hurt but I will tell you no lie I've never said this anywhere but the first day I walked in I fought it went home God said if you fight it you're only hurting yourself Mm. the second day I went back I cried like I was a two year old kid And I haven't made all the right decisions uh, since then, but I've made some better decisions because of therapy. Yeah. How do we make therapy sexy, cool, popular, and it's not a negative thing? Because I believe, I'm gonna speak for me, I believe that all black men need to go see a therapist.
2: Don't be afraid to experience a short season of being misunderstood. Because the beginning of therapy is being completely not understood. Mm. If you can sit through that first few sessions of just somebody having no idea who you are, but you're still talking. Mm. Well, I like this and I like that. Well, tell me a little bit. You have to get through that initial season of not being understood. Wow. If you can get through that, then in a little while, all of you is going to be on the table. And then you can become what we talked about, a good steward of yourself. But but you're going to have to allow somebody to not understand you for a few minutes. That's good. That's uncomfortable. Why? Because you don't understand yourself. Absolutely. Right? And you're upset about that. Now there's two people who don't understand you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but cognitive behavioral therapy, which is what I recommend for people who are trying to figure out how to think.
0: Right, okay. You know, think okay. through
2: this life. Cognitive behavioral therapy is going to ask you be misunderstood for a few minutes. Mm. And after you get that misunderstood part where you're just awkward and, and you feel like nobody knows you, your therapist doesn't get it, mm-hmm. they got it. They studied for years to get it. To get it, yep. You're going to have to trust that once you get enough out, they're going to help you uh, steward it well. Right?
0: Be uncomfortable so you can get back to a comfortable place. man.
2: It's so awkward. It is. Right? And they're writing in the pad?
0: Absolutely. And they're quiet?
2: They don't look like you exactly. You know, they're I mean, not your auntie?
0: No. No. They're not, they're not even saying the things that you want them to say.
2: Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then,
2: God forbid, I also had ADHD. Mm-hmm. I had just been diagnosed with adult ADHD right, at, right in the last four years. Wow. And then mm-hmm. to sit in front of a therapist, being this person who, me, I can't sit still for a long time. I don't have enough time to tell you everything because this is ridiculous. Yeah. She taught me how to think. That's what cognitive behavioral therapy did for me. That's psychiatry, too. You know? Ooh.
0: Y'all, listen here. This is Chrisette Michelle. I'm calling her Chrissy now. This is Chrissy. <laughs> okay? I'm talking about she nervous. No, 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 no. Uh, listen, back to Moody. I'm going to drop uh, for the ladies... Um, that in the show description. I want you all to support her. I'm going to drop all her social media information where you can go to her online boutique. Um, Her dresses are fire. Um, So I want y'all to go support her her, uh, tribe members. I mean that. Um, She flew in all the way from where she's living at right now just to sit down and chill out with your boy. And so I want y'all to say thank you by supporting her following her, uh, let's stream her music. Um, let's show her we, we, we don't cancel our own. Um, and when I say our own, I'm not talking about black people. I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about, no, we don't cancel people who love people. We don't counsel um, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and I, I wanted to support uh, Chrisette Michelle, so I'm going to link all of her stuff below. Uh, go check her out. If you like some of her clothes, buy it. If you love her music, stream it. Buy the music. Um, And when she comes out with the book, buy the book, uh, because she's going to bless you. If you have not seen, the woman is not just a fabulous singer, but she has death in her mind. Uh, So check her out, you guys. Um, Anything else you want to leave with? She no, goes. not she today. Thinking.
2: Not today. She thinking. Not She's today. coming back, y'all. Not today.
0: I may even make her my co-host. You know, you never know.
2: <laughs> Gratitude.
0: <laughs> Yo, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. The train is coming by. You can tell I'm at the crib. Uh, but you know, it's all good. Thank you all so much for rocking with me. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. And uh, you never know what we got coming up next week. We got some good stuff uh, coming up. We'll see y'all next week.
1: Peace out.